welcome to another episode of Inside the Drinker's Studio. My name is Ralph. And I'm Michelle. And we're here at Ruli's International Kitchen with Chef Ruli's. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about wine. Right now we've got a nice Chardonnay in front of us. And we've got meat and cheese in front of us. And obviously we're going to be talking about Chef. It's, you know, this is about Chef. Talking about all the good food here at International Kitchen. And we're going to have a lot of wine tonight, I think. Yeah. <sighs> and we were actually talking with Chef Ruli earlier about his, I guess, growing up with, with sushi in, in Quito. Was it in Quito? Yeah, I lived in Quito. Quito? Uh-huh, in nice. Ecuador. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. Oh, wow. I guess we're going to find out a lot about it. That's, that's where the cooking bug started, it seems. I mean, if you're exposed to really good sushi at a young age, I mean, you're going to have an appreciation for food, I think. Yes. Totally. Well, just good, just in general. I mean, we would eat, everything was fresh. I was saying that, you know, it's mm-hmm. a quote-unquote third world country, but uh, when, when you have a situation like that, there are no, you know, big, uh, uh, conglomerates or anything down there. They probably are now, but yeah. you know, back in the early '70s, nothing uh, like that was going on. So everything was was fresh and clean. And um, my mother was a great cook, is a great cook, and uh, she works here. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's that's where it started. That's where my palate started really uh, getting its education. So why Ecuador? My grandfather was in the lumber business, and okay. he had basically uh, northern Mexico. He had a lot of property in the Sierra Madre, mm-hmm. and uh, his business expanded. Uh, they expanded into South America, and my dad left, uh, led the expansion into Ecuador. And so when I was born, I was born in Chihuahua, mm-hmm. but... Right, six weeks after I was born, uh, we were all in Ecuador and wow. lived there for several years. Yeah. Okay, wow, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's a good opportunity. Yeah, especially if you're gonna go there and then you start learning about food and mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, well, that's that's you know I was exposed as soon as I was able to eat food. I was exposed to good stuff. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna start taking evidence. <laughs> Or it didn't happen, like we say. So, yeah. all right. Well, let's get this moving. All right. So, what are we drinking right now? What is that you open? I see a bottle of Chardonnay. Tell us about it. Yeah, Chardonnay. Um, as the winter, you know, comes on, I I tend to drink a little bit more wine, um, and Chardonnay is one of my favorite white wines. Uh, generally, I like them oaked. I don't like the unoaked Chardonnays. Mm-hmm. I think if if you want something like that, you can drink a Sauvignon Blanc or something like that. Um, but I really like the the, the barrel aging. Mm. I, I like big buttery, you know, popcorny. This is really nice. It's really nice. It's and this is our house wine. I mean, it's it's a really good value. Mm. That's I try and do that with my wine list. I just try and find good value. Uh, uh, nothing I have is extremely expensive or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Just good value. You know? Like this bottle is normally twenty eight dollars. Well, oh wow. Yeah. That's so not bad. no, not at all. That's good. That's good. 
Alright, well, um, how about you tell us about how Ruli's International Kitchen and the other one that you had came to be? When was this? You know, just give us a little background on that. Well, the, the restaurant we opened in April 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, so, eight and a half years ago already. And it came about, I was actually working in, in the finance industry. I was wealth management working for a Swiss bank. And um, yeah, <laughs> and um, but my 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 mom's sister in Torreon and my cousin had been catering for a long, long time. And when I moved to Houston, my cousin asked me if I could uh, be a you know partner, if I could lend him some money to open a restaurant uh, because they had been doing catering all this time, but they hadn't. Uh, they didn't have like a, a restaurant restaurant mm. so I went ahead and, and backed that project um, their restaurant's been open for about 11 years now mm-hmm. and uh, actually they're about to go through another anniversary nice. and um, from there uh, I, I really enjoyed the build out of it and, and everything and at that point I had already worked when I was in college, I had already worked in a kitchen, mm-hmm. um, did, you know, dishes and then just moved up the line, the, the, you know, the way most apprenticeships uh, are done uh, in, in Europe. You know, you start from right. the bottom and you work your way up. Mm-hmm. And so I had worked in the kitchen before, um, cooked since I was little. And uh, when I got the opportunity to work on the build out and and you know concept and everything of, of their restaurant it was just really fun and at that point it, it really started like the bug really started getting you know loud mm-hmm. you know the, that little buzzing in my ear was just getting louder and louder uh, I enjoy uh, the stock market and, and I enjoyed doing what I was doing but really, my Zen was when I was cooking and um, and I threw a bunch of parties when I was living in Houston uh, for a lot of very well traveled individuals, uh, people that worked in the oil and gas industry, you know, been all over the world, eaten all over the world. Mm-hmm. And I said, if someone's gonna give me an honest opinion, it's probably it's gonna, gonna be, be these guys. People. yeah, and uh, and they always loved it. They always, looked forward it got to the point where they were looking forward to the parties um because we my roommate and i we just threw really awesome parties (laughs) and so people wanted to be invited back to the house and um and so that's that's where where uh, that's actually where some of the recipes kind of started coming together when i was living in houston and um so, so that combination of things being hands-on with my family's restaurant in, in Torreon and having fun in the kitchen, fun entertaining, um, I, I just one day it finally clicked and said, you know, this is what I got to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to do it back in El Paso because my parents, um, my parents were, were, were still here. Uh, they're still here, mm-hmm. and I said, you know what, we we need to do something as a family, um, just to you know, just to survive because 
you know, we're not happy doing what we're doing, so let's mm -hmm. just do this. And they all agreed, uh, and I went ahead and opened the restaurant. So That's awesome. From the beginning, you know, I, I, I told my... Originally, actually, my parents were going to be running the place, and I was going to still work from Houston, but it became very obvious that the restaurant business, the thing that people don't understand is that it's a business. Yeah. yeah. And it's got a lot of moving parts. And if you're not familiar with business running a business and my dad was my dad you know ran a, a, a large company himself but the, the restaurant is is a lot more people a lot more personalities uh it's hospitality it's it's not retail it's it's different you know m what mm -hmm. my dad did was manufacturing he oh, okay. dealt on a very large scale uh, um you know we were talking that he was in the wood business so i mean he, right. he dealt with large-scale sales of products and yeah and here it's you know it's it's small scale it's one-to-one -one. yeah mm -hmm. so it, it became real clear I said no I said I need to really uh, concentrate because you can't open a restaurant and and expect somebody run it for you and expect it to be run the way oh, no, you, you want have to, run. Even, to be there oh yeah e oh, even yeah. if it's your family you know and, <laughs> And, Especially uh, because <laughs> it's hard to have a business when your family's involved. Yeah. I, I I know it. Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, but so. um, but but you know, here we are, eight and a half years later. You know, we never really looked back. We opened up downtown. This is our third uh, incarnation. Um, we were downtown and in the uh, Hotel Cortez. Uh huh. Beautiful. I still think that is the best location we've ever had. Okay. As far as the feel of it. Uh, people would walk into that space and look around and be like, I don't feel like I'm in El Paso. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just a great, um, just a great uh, 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 feel. You know, the place had a really good feel. But, you know, we were way too early into the downtown game. Um, and, and that just wasn't working out. Uh, we moved to the 2900 location right in front yeah. of uh, UTEP yeah. mm -hmm. and that's really where we really the menu really evolved and, yeah. and it became you know uh, yeah. a little bit more of, of, of what people know today and then uh, we opened up Unruly's Pizza and Pints uh, mm -hmm. and, that was here right and it's here yeah. exactly and that um, oh yeah say hello to me <laughs> and so uh, eventually this location was just bigger, more parking, yeah. better all the way around. And so we got out of the 2900 space and mm -hmm. we consolidate, consolidated everything here. And that's how come our menu is so big. We got okay. wood-fired pizzas, panini, salads. We got tapas now. Mm -hmm. You know, this is from the tapas menu. It's a little that's manchego really with... Uh, manchego with prosciutto and, and uh, honey? some honey. Uh huh. Nice. Yeah, and and, it's very and cheese and cheese and white wine, cheese and uh, cheese and is, um, prosciutto and yeah, honey. It's Perfect. A good, yeah, it's it's a good pairing. Nice. Oh man, that's amazing. Yeah. My mouth is happy. Is, has it been easier now to just manage one place here? Oh instead yeah. Instead of all mm -hmm. the when you had the two, you, you were really stressed out. I, I remember you guys. Just and it's to only. Get it together. And it was only a mile, you mm -hmm. know, down the street, but yeah, much but easier. The, the The space and everything is just better here. 
Oh yeah, totally. So, and you had an opportunity to to do more events here because it's a bigger place. Oh yeah. You got a bunch of taps. That's yeah, really cool. eighteen taps. Yeah, I remember this used to be what Sunset Brewery or something. Yes. Yeah, and it? it's, I don't know. I wasn't here it's yet. It's got a totally different look. It feels like changed completely. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it like a Burger King a long time ago? Yeah, originally. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I do mm-hmm. remember. Oh man. Yeah, but that was a while ago. So, well, that's really good. Um, tell us about what you do here. I mean, what do you offer people? Because obviously you're local, and we want to support local. So let's tell people what you do. What do you have? What do you have to offer? Well, we we are local. And we are very happy now that we're able to source a lot of our produce locally. Mm-hmm. You know, it was something I wanted to do when we first opened the restaurant, but mm-hmm. there were no there was there was no farmers. To get local stuff. Well, there here. was no farmers. You could go to some of these farmers markets, but I could get maybe enough produce for a day. No. You know. Yeah, but then you would have to drive far away to get more more stuff if you wanted like. Well, exactly. So it wasn't, uh, so we always used organic, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, from our vendors, you know, whatever we could buy organic, whatever we could uh, get our hands on Mm -hmm. that was sustainable. You know, we, you know, we definitely go that route. But now, now there's a lot of young people getting back into farming and, and they're the ones that are really bringing it back. They're the ones that are really driving this, uh, uh, um, resurgence you know to to agriculture in in the valley here mm-hmm. and it's nice so now we get a lot of fresh uh produce on a on a weekly basis uh we mm-hmm. get a couple of deliveries we're working with about three different farms right now and that's really neat and then uh, my food is um my food is really my interpretation of of El Paso cuisine. I, I call mm-hmm. it Chuco cuisine or Chuco cocina, cuisine. cocina chuqueña. Um, <laughs> because I, I grew up, everybody, you know, everybody in El Paso is like, oh yeah, we got the best Mexican food right. and this and that. And, and we have great and amazing, uh, you know, northern Mexican cuisine. Yeah. Uh, but really the roots of, of that, because, you know, it is so good here and that's the number one thing people... Uh, uh, miss when mm-hmm. when they leave El Paso, they all miss the food. Everybody's yeah. like, "Oh, I miss my food from El Paso," and this yeah. and that. And so one day I was like, "Man, well, why? You know, why is it so good? Why do people, you know, come back to it?" And and really, the origins of a lot of the dishes that we currently eat yeah. are from here. You know, we had activity. You know, going back to the uh, you know mid fifteen hundreds. Uh, you know the spanish were you know exploring out here they had some scouts out here and so there was people out here um prior to them sending you know the big <laughs> like big settlements yeah, yeah the big settlements you know because it's been settled for a little bit over 400 years but there was people like i said scouts and and, and ex, uh, you know exploration parties uh dating back to the mid 1500s so a lot of activity through the pass of the north and and we've been called the pass of yeah. the north for you know hundreds of years and um and so you know you have mex you have spanish and native 
American um, mestizaje, mm-hmm. and that happens with with the food. So yeah. my argument is that it should be called mestizo food, not Mexican food. But right, for the sake that. of argument, we'll just, call it <laughs> just yeah. But the way the but the way that that evolved, the way that that food evolved, I believe it kept evolving because of all the people that passed through here, and, and you know, mm. indeed, we were yeah. in the past, and so. You know the 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 Spanish and the Indian influence is of course the base of everything that we do here. But then you see the evolution of cowboy cuisine. You know, cooking on Dutch ovens and mm-hmm. and cooking on the range and 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 the cowboy is an evolution. You know, also that happened in this region because before the Spanish came, there were no there, there was no ranching. Ranching was not you know way of living a way of living it yeah. well it, it just didn't happen in this part of the right. world you know so the spanish taught people how to ranch here and they did a lot of bad things but they also did a lot of good things um <laughs> we'll talk about the good yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about anyway. the good in terms of food yes indeed mm-hmm. so so that happens but so so cowboy cuisine uh you know evolves and then you have the chinese mm-hmm. yeah. uh building the railroads and they roll through here you know 1890s uh you know late 1800s 1890s but you also not only do you have that but you have middle eastern uh families that are also moving north through mexico and a lot of them settle here and a lot of these families that own tons of real estate all over the Right. You know, all over the city, mm-hmm. they're they're all of Middle Eastern descent. You know, yeah. and so, um, so you have that, and 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 as you you know continue to uh, to grow, then we get the German Air Force yeah. coming in yeah. here, mm-hmm. and, you know, and that's you know that's an influence that's still fairly young. You know, it's yeah. been. You know, oh, no, no, it's, 50 it's years very, so, you very know. young. I mean, it's turning out to be a little melting pot, but just little yeah. by little. Yeah, well, like I people think are still very divided in a way, I would say. I don't think they're divided. I think they're still uh, sleeping to the fact that we have so much around. Because when people look at my menu, they're like, how the hell do you come up with all this? Yeah. <laughs> and I say, well, look around you. You know, yeah. it's like we have a big Asian influence yeah. in in, in oh, our yeah, history yeah, yeah. you know that that if that, that people forget or don't know or, or i don't know what they're teaching the schools mm-hmm. now but you know the disco that you know mexicans are so proud of their discadas and all that yep. stuff it's like a, it's a mexican walk i had a friend call it a mexican <laughs> walk well it's exactly wrong it's actually <laughs> a chinese walk because the chinese were working on the railroads yeah the original discos were made from railroad wheels really and and all they were doing was making walks they were making walks because that's how they cook they travel with their culture i mean they don't Mm -hmm. leave their culture behind you know you travel with your culture inside you and so they get to the u.s and of course there's no walk makers here so So they improvise and they start making walks out of the material that's around them and they're in the railroads and so yeah but then the mexican came when they started making tacos with them well, it's but it's the same thing. It's yeah. this, it's uh, it's it's um, what was that like one a, idiot that that set taco trucks on every corner? Oh, oh God. Yeah, that, that Trump supporter. Yeah. Ugh. Well, you know we're we're an invasive or whatever he said. <laughs> but but it's true. We we took over the disco and we made it our own. 
Um, but originally, you know, we wouldn't have the disco if it hadn't been for the Chinese. Right, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and and Tacos al Pastor, we uh-huh. made that our own uh-huh. as well, yeah. you know, because the spit came from from the Middle East. Yeah, you know? the shawarma. yeah the it shawarma. is from the Middle East. So, you know, and, and to add insult to injury, we cook pork in it, you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. the one food that uh, the, the, know, the Muslims can't but it's eat. The thing you, can, you it, have so. to admire that about us Mexicans. We take something and then we make it different. We make it our own. We're creative like oh, that. Oh, no doubt. I mean, that's all, that's evolution. That's yeah. uh, that's fusion. So so mm-hmm. to me, when, when I say fusion, mm-hmm. people are always thinking that this is like some fancy, mm. you know. No. Uh, and it's not. No. It's really, to me, fusion is, is the evolution of food. Mm-hmm. So the way that Native Americans were cooking their food and the Spanish brought their traditions and their ingredients and their mm-hmm. spices and, and they mixed it up, then we get what we now call Mexican food. So evolve from there. But but food can keep evolving. Yeah. So it, it so so when I say that people are still not awake to the fact that there's so much going on here, mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of people are still at that stage where it's like, well, you know, you're either Mexican or an American. You know, we live on the border and it's and it's black, you know, and it's white or brown or whatever, you know, but it's not. It's it's uh, it's a it's a bigger melting pot. Mm-hmm. We are an international city more than just because we're on the border with Mexico. We're international because we really have a lot of different cultures that have traveled through here. And and because of the way the West was won and the way that, you know, America came up, Mm -hmm. we, El Paso played a big part because we were the the second intercontinental uh, uh, railroad. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so we were the southern part of it, and uh, and a yeah. lot of movement, uh, oh, migration, we still and everything. Have a lot of oh, movement. still, of yeah. course. You know, we're still the past. You still talk to a lot of people, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I've passed through El Paso." Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, a lot of people passed through El Paso. You know, we're and a map. lot of people yeah. were on, definitely on the map. And the fun, well, the cool thing is that a lot of people are now stopping. A lot of yeah. people were used to just pass. <laughs> yeah, now they're getting a curious. A lot of people are stopping because you know? of what you are doing yeah, and we are doing over here. And, yeah. and you know what? What I meant by divided, I think it's. I mean, coming live in a big city where melting pot is so marked over there that you see people hanging out with each other no matter what and I think I still see that difference here that division of like you know Mexicans just hang out with Mexicans sometimes and Americans and mm. German people just just their own little groups and that's what I mean by divided and that's what I like about you and your concept that you're trying to bring everything together oh yeah you know which is something that I find very valuable in what you're doing well you know food, food. well food you food know brings people together definitely and and this is and and to me these are the things that I think about again through food we mm-hmm. were talking about you know earlier before we were recording about my grandmother when yeah. when she got sick and my first instinct was food Food. You know, so to me, it's all about food. So when it's always there for everything, oh for yeah. illness, for everything, and you know, good times and bad times, everything. Yeah, so you're right. So it bonds. It's, it's the glue. Well, that it brings it brings people together, people together and and then uh, when when you when you, you look at all the horrible things that are happening, you know, in the Middle East and stuff like that, oh, and yeah. you know, everybody hating on each other or whatever, yeah. but. You know, the one thing people forget is, like, they all eat the same food. <laughs> yeah. You know, whether you're Muslim or Jewish or Christian uh, and you're living in the Middle East, you're eating hummus. Yeah. 
you know you're eating yummy. flatbread you know you're you're eating chickpeas you're eating whatever baba is ganoush. native of, you're, of, a, yeah, of that place you know and and, and 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 so food knows no religion right you know what right. i mean it's like um they you know the jewish don't eat pork and neither do the muslims right. and you and know, we still manage to put on a spit and make tacos. <laughs> That's what Mexicans do. We just take over. <gasps> we do. Just take but, over. So. You know, it, it's it's a good thing. It's a good thing. So yeah, cultural yeah. exchange is good. I know. I know. Gonna so, so let's ask a question. So this is what we do. Yeah, yeah we're getting emotional over here with the food. So, chef, <laughs> what historical figure would you like to have a drink with, and what drink would that be, and why? Um. That's a that's a good one. Picking um, your brain over here. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I I would probably say I would probably say I would like to have a glass of wine with uh, with Julia Childs. Oh, Ooh. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Think you might be the second person who said Julia Childs. I think Childs? you're the second one. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have can just this, imagine uh, it, like like older Julia Child, right? When yeah. when she was on PBS making her food. And when when she came to El Paso, she came to El Paso. She uh, did. Yeah. I did not know this. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. How cool. <laughs> I cooked in her kitchen. Oh wow. You, what? Yeah. That's I didn't awesome. know this. Yeah. Uh, <gasps> Park Kerr from the old. Uh, uh, chili company, the El Paso Chili Pepper Company. Uh huh. They're, they 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 became something else. Okay. But uh, but Park actually is an El Pasoan that has a James Beard Award for a cookbook that he published, and this is all back in the eighties. Wow. And so he had a TV show that they used to film out of. Um, the warehouse. So the warehouse is on Texas Street, uh-huh. and the offices were there. And it's a three-story old warehouse. And he had he built this awesome kitchen uh, to film and entertain at. Uh-huh. And so uh, I tried to do business with him when I was in the banking world, mm. and that's when I I saw the kitchen, and I was like, wow, this is totally awesome. Um, but then later on, that building was sold to a company that my friend worked at and her bosses loved eating at the restaurant and so they wanted me to cater their grand opening party nice. mm-hmm. and so I said yeah totally <laughs> because that kitchen is where Julia Childs filmed the show with Park Kerr ah. so wow can we find that on Netflix we should look for it or YouTube find it on YouTube yeah I'll, not Netflix YouTube or Park you know, I should have just asked Park um, yeah he's a friend of mine so um Cool. So he so he cooked so she so he had her on on the show. That's how. Well, I mean, when when you're a James Beard award winner, I guess. I guess you can. You know, people pay yeah. attention to what you're doing. <laughs> of course. And so so she came to El Paso and she actually ate at H and H. Wow. And um, and you can ask you know one of the brothers there which seat she sat on and they'll tell you she sat there. At H and really. At H and H car wash. Yeah. That's she awesome. had, she Did had she Mexican have some tacos food. or something. <laughs> Mexican food. <yeah. gasps> I'm gonna go and ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She I sat on the know, counter. Lady. I think it's the third or fourth little stool oh, on there. Awesome. So, so yeah, and 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 you know, and she was just so lively, and and she was a home cook. You know, she right. she right. she did go to um, 
she did Blue. she did go to school mm-hmm. uh, you know but but she you know she fought it you know or, or it was the whole stigma about being a woman right, and you know, being and a pro that. i mean yeah women belong in the kitchen but don't don't take it that you know yeah, don't, don't make yeah. it bigger than that right right so, so she defied that so yeah so i think it'd be awesome to just chill with Julia Childs have some wine and, wow. and have some wine and, and talk about food and yeah because oh that's really cool yeah I don't want to talk about <laughs> any of the other stuff that's going on in the world right now <laughs> let's just talk about food yeah yeah let's talk about food and good wine and uh, so what, what kind of wine you didn't specify what kind of wine you would have with Julia Child any, any wine well that would depend on the weather All right. Let's say it's a hot day in El Paso. Typical Uh, summer weather in El Paso at H and H. Well, funny, funny (laughs) you would. Well, they they don't serve anything. But if I could take my bottle in there, let's pretend it's a BYOB. Um, This actually is a perfect segue, and I didn't plan it this way. But the next dish we got coming is actually chicken chicharrones, uh, which is again, it's actually it is a Mexican dish because mm-hmm. it's tacos i guess yeah. but when people ask me like where the hell did you get an idea for making ch- ch- chicken chicharron and then i was like changrila oh like, that's such a juarez thing it is chinese it is i mean the wongs yeah like, they're chinese that's okay. how they got here yeah. you know and so uh that's why we have so many really good Chinese places in Juarez and yeah well i mean there, there it was a, it was a big influx and and yeah. a, you know, and then there was a time where the the U.S. prohibited, you know, more Chinese uh, migration, uh, okay. uh, and and so a lot of them were were staying in Juarez, and mm-hmm. so there was, uh, you know, that's that's why they stayed in Juarez, and there's still like a lot of families here in, in El Paso oh, yeah. that are of uh, you know Chinese descent, and we're talking, you know for five generations mm-hmm. uh, because they came here in the 1800s, in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Yeah. So that's kind of, again, that that dish seems totally Mexican, but <laughs> but if you're an old Mexican like me, then you, you realize you know that, the history. that, you know that the there's history there's other stuff from. on there. So, mm-hmm. and, and there's so much like the chile toreado. I love, I love the chile toreado. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I've, I've played with that, and I made it into teriyaki sauce. I made it into salsa, you know, and I use it on my on my dishes. And when you ask anybody, it was like, well, where did toreado come from? Like, oh, that's totally Mexican. Yeah. And I'm like, where's soy sauce? <laughs> exactly. And then and then they're like, oh, well, what? Well, yeah. Yeah, it's a soy sauce. Where does soy sauce come from? If it's so Mexican, how come it has soy right, sauce? Right, right. And uh, lo and behold, it's Chinese. <laughs> Again, because they brought their their ingredients with them to cook and you know they 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 fused what they found which mm. was you know chilies and right. and fused it together with something like that so anyway long story short i would go with a with with a rosé very nice a nice. rosé nice rosé they're they're dry they're not they're fruity but not sweet um, right. and and i think kind of refreshing Yay, that's cool. And well, you just need to get your, your guys' attention over here for the next one. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they were expecting to get this busy on a Monday night. <laughs> on the Monday? Well, yeah, you got some tables, which is pretty cool. Good for you. All right. 
And then, you know, there's traffic here. So maybe someone Yeah, the traffic by. was kind of bad. Yeah. yeah. I don't know uh, what the hell happened. You know, I know what the hell happened. Like, they're closing Mesa. Oh, they're well, doing... Well, that's until later. Well, I know they were doing, like, it's a traveling... It's a whole construction stuff. thing. Yeah. Construction yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's okay. People, please don't complain about construction, because then you complain about them not making it better yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like just, it's just we put have up to live with it, it. Yeah. yeah put up with it so. to make El Paso better exactly yeah I'm trying to yeah. look up the name of this little restaurant um, downtown uh-huh. like Tasty Something uh, Tasty my, my friend took me there so they have you know just a typical Mexican menu so uh-huh. you can get um, I don't know it's like a little like they also have a buffet though oh the Chinese I, know, food. I know what you're talking about and they what have ramen Tasty what? Tasty. Where are downtown? Uh, downtown. Where downtown? There was one on there. There was one on Mesa when I was down there, um, like the 200 block of North Mesa, and there was another one, but they like literally Mexican food and then Chinese and Chinese. Yeah, food. it was pretty awesome. Oh, pretty awesome. okay. So if well, you wanted to get cool. tacos and rolls, you can. And that's the beautiful part. Yeah. Like, you could go in there. You can get it like a decent bowl of ramen. And then mm-hmm. also have some Mexican food. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's yeah. It was it was really nice to see. It was fun. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know about that. See, and, and and people think that like you got to go to L.A. to see something yeah. like that. It's yeah. like no, man. It's like oh come on, really? I think people just they, they don't know what they, they don't they don't they don't know. know they don't know. See, and that bothers me. That really bothers me. But whatever. Yeah, thank you, Ivan Harris, for taking me there. <laughs> he's the one that took you there yeah okay yeah. cool yeah, we were just cool. walking around downtown he's like oh yeah let's go to this place and it was very yeah very nice yeah no I think that definitely the scene in El Paso if, if you want to eat good there's so many good places yeah. there, there really are mm-hmm. a lot of them may not be all fancy mm-hmm. or, or whatever but but that's even better yeah. You know, um, oh, yeah. you know the mom and pops and and stuff like that. So, the the oh. I think the food is is good here. I think it's great here. I think that I've, having I've never had better food, honestly. Like living in Chicago for thirteen years, yes, it's very different. It's amazing food, but there's nothing like coming to a restaurant here or in Juarez, and the first thing they do they put the tostadas if it's a Mexican place, put the tostadas <laughs> with the salsa. Good customer service, good food. You know, it's it's oh, yeah. it's not it's nothing like there's nothing else like it. I so. you know I I think that foodies foodies that that go to like Austin or or go to L A or right. or even San Francisco. You know some people are gonna hate me when when they hear this. But, it's all right. Um, <laughs> But, you know, the first time I went to San Francisco, I was expecting a lot. Mm-hmm. I was expecting mm-hmm. to be wow. Yeah. You know, right. to be like, oh, man, this is like nothing. You know, I cannot have this at home at all. Right. You know, and I went there and I was just kind of like, you know what? It's like El Paso makes some pretty damn good food. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and 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 the flavors were there, you know, but it wasn't anything, you know, we went to this one restaurant um, 
that was big hype because being vegetarian yeah. and, and vegan and this and that and and then I look at their menu and it was like you know proper doll Florentine uh-huh. and I'm like really exactly that's what I said <laughs> I was like really and then there was this the salad with strawberries and they had strawberries pecans and, mm. and something else and and we have one that when strawberries in season we use strawberries yeah. right but it has pecans and you know ours is not vegetarian we put prosciutto in there and stuff like mm-hmm. that but but it was a salad that was very similar yeah. to what i was serving and i'm like okay yeah. you know i'm yeah. like i'm not you know the these like super impressive something that i can do at my own hometown i like show me the things that i cannot right. get in el paso you know and i went to slanted door which was like supposed to be the you know, the mecca of the Asian fusion and, Mm -hmm. and I'm, and I'm sitting there eating and I'm like, man, you know, Chef Tori really cooks some food that's probably just as good, if not better than what I'm eating right now, you know, and, um, and she's from Thai Chef Cafe out on the Northeast and, and they actually took back Tara Thai. Tara Thai is hers now. I okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I recently uh, went to uh, Thai Chef. Really good. Yeah. I haven't really been good. there. Oh, amazing. You know, amazing. And I love Thai food. And, uh, you know, and, and, and here's a Thai lady who studied Thai cuisine in Thailand mm-hmm. and, um, you know, ended up in El Paso mm-hmm. cooking Thai food. And That's it's awesome. amazing. Yeah. You know, and it's amazing food. Uh, she could go anywhere in the world and and she's on top of her game, yeah. you know, and, and the fact that she's here in El Paso is awesome. And um, and so, yeah, like, like I wasn't, you know, I wasn't impressed. Yeah. And I, I think that what it is, we have the quality just for whatever reason we like. It's just the fact that, ooh, I went to San Francisco or Chicago yeah, or New York City. The issue is we don't ooh. have that reputation, that mythology, you know? You know, just... just try to look that's why we're trying to push local places because people need to know that we might not be a big city like those but we do have really good stuff yeah and not just i mean i don't think outsiders just to know how how good we are i think people here in town think that have that misconception well outsiders it's funny in the past you know i'd say the past two years we've been out and met people and Mm -hmm. one time i remember we were out at uh, Blackbird, mm-hmm. and these uh, this couple was there, and we just started talking to them, and it turns out that they were from Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh yeah, we're from Brooklyn, and you know, we assumed, it's like, oh well, you know, you're passing through here, right? And they're like, no, it's like we came here to visit El Paso to visit, and wow. I'm really? like, really? What? Yeah. Wow. So like El Paso to outsiders is this place where you know cool things are happening mm-hmm. and stuff like that cool. the funny part was we met them on their last night mm-hmm. they came to town they didn't have a way to connect uh-huh. so they didn't do half half of the things that they we have didn't here do, uh. they didn't do 25 percent of the things you know that we got to cool offer that they could have done here yeah you know, and, and we told them, wow. and, and when we were talking to them, they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. It's like, dude, and we exchanged numbers with them and Facebook and all that stuff. And we're like, really, if you want to come down again, just 
give us a call and we'll tell you the places you need That's to awesome. go mm-hmm. and the places you need to eat and you know and the scene that you're looking for yeah. because right. it it you know it became elusive to them once they once they showed right. up actually here yeah, yeah. and because um, Yelp can only do so much um, I mean you have to meet the right person to know to know where to go yeah yeah, yeah. and so so that happened and then what else happened another couple this one was from um, this one was from England they're not London oh uh, that's okay sorry that's alright um Lost my train of thought there. Uh, England couple. couple. Oh yeah, yeah. They 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 were also here, and they were spending a couple of days here because they were going to go down to Marfa, and um, and they wanted to hang out, and they were staying at the Indigo, and mm-hmm. you know, so we're like, well, you know, you're staying at a cool place, and uh, we said, but you don't need to spend that much time in Marfa. You need to really spend an extra day here. Um, and it's also the region, I mean, because it's Juarez, too. I mean, that's, you know, mm-hmm. it's, Juarez is badass. It is, and they have a lot of drinks. And oh, yeah. They're oh, evolving. We're, we're growing. Yeah. So with my growing, you know, we need to go to the next question. So <clears throat> if you were to die, what beer, wine, or spirit would you like to come back as, Chef? Ooh. Oh, man. And don't say, like, oh, it depends on the season. No, 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 no. Just, just. Something for all seasons. Yeah. Tequila. Tequila. Mm-hmm. Okay, answer. good one. You know yeah. what? Did, I think that's the first. W- no, well, Norbert first? wanted to be tequila. Did Norbert also say Julie Childs was his? I think so. Hmm. Well, you chefs have something in common. <laughs> I think it was. Well, that's pretty good. Any, any type of tequila in particular? Um, well, I would, yeah, I mean, I, I would hope that uh, I, I would, you know, get to be one of the <laughs> añejos, you know. Um, yeah, but tequila's great because everybody, everybody has a tequila story. Right. So. <laughs> añejo tequila. Would you like to be served dressed or? Neat. Neat. Very nice. Very good. That's a good answer. Because it's going to be a good tequila. <laughs> you don't have to disguise any flavor there. Right. No, no, no. No. Oh, that's a good answer. Well, cheers to that. We haven't cheered, and we already have a second bottle of wine here. Because your stories are so interesting, Chef. Seriously. <laughs> We're, like, just looking at you like, whoa. So this is a rosé. This what? is a rosé? Yeah. Millworks rosé. Yeah, Millworks. Is this something that you would have with Julie Child? Yeah, this one, um, this one actually is made by... Okay, cool. We got some food here. Oh yeah. Um, this right, one's actually fries. made by. Oh, this is a by Paul Hobbs. Yeah, this one's these are. Okay. So Paul Hobbs is, you know, legendary mm-hmm. in the uh, world of uh, wine. Of wine, California wine, Cabernets, uh, in in speci- uh, you know, in, in particular, but he, um, yeah. But but he ventures out and and he has. Uh, okay. Oh my God! Look at all that food. Oh my God! Oh Jesus! Yeah, we're just getting. Christmas came in early for the podcast. Woo! This is awesome. <laughs> so this is like a You're nice shish kebab over here. Uh, yeah, that's Akauchi beef. Ooh. Yeah, we'll very talk, nice. We'll talk about that one right now. Yeah. It's nice though. Okay. But yeah, right. so awesome. so the rosé again just. 
nice. So the rosé is supposed Easy. to be paired. You wanted to pair with the with the chicharrones, or yeah, because the chicharron it has such a great flavor. There's a little bit of. Uh, All right, and here you go. Plate for you. Thank you, Michelle. Awesome, awesome. See, this is a cool thing that we're doing. This yeah, is completely great. different. We're including food on this episode. Oh yeah. I mean, I think it's our first real food episode. I think we so. we did end still. And they had yeah, we had pizza. food there, but it was. Yeah. Most, mostly beer. Mostly, mostly beer. beer. Well, and you know what? I, I, I got to change it a little bit. You also have beer. And I know you have a lot of events of beer here. Yeah. So tell me about the beer. What do you have there? Well, we we won... Um, last year, we won Best Beer Selection from the City Magazine. Yes, you did. Very nice. Um, we got 18 taps. Um, we like... I mean, we, we have uh, two taps dedicated to... Dead Beach, which is our local brewery. Yes. Um, some well, one of the local breweries. We have a yeah. few now, thankfully. Um, so we have their beers and uh, mm-hmm. a, a lot of a lot of rotators. Uh, but we do like, um, you know, we we like our 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 localish brands. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got hardwood. Dead Beach. <laughs> We have uh, Big Ben Brewing, okay. you know, down in mm-hmm. Alpine. That was the closest one before these two opened. Yeah, uh, Santa Fe, mm-hmm. Santa Fe Brewing. They were Thank you. the next closest one, and um, so we have them. Rar, Rar Fritz oh, uh, is yeah. a great friend of the. And now we got Bosque in Las Cruces at the top. Oh yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. A bunch it's of stuff. stuff. So anyway, yeah. So I love beer uh, as well, and. Mm-hmm. Um, we have roughly, it, it changes, the number changes, but we have roughly probably about 70, 80 uh, different selections. Um, wow. Yeah. You know, we yeah, have you, you. some imports, but mainly mainly a lot of uh, American craft. Uh, at the beginning, uh, you know, I would say like seven years ago, six years ago, there was a lot of Belgian. There was a lot oh, yeah. of different imports that I was carrying and things like that. But then, really, the American breweries just started opening up left and right, and a lot of great breweries, a lot of great product. And so now I can get any style, mm-hmm. you know, out of a local, well, out of a you know U.S. American, brewery, yeah. American brewery, oh, yeah. and flavors and everything are just as good, you know, and. And priced a little Just bit better, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, chicken chicharron. Yeah, chicken chicharron is really good. When I was a vegetarian for like a year, the first thing I ate coming off of being vegetarian was chicharron. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, I, I got to do this again. This is really good. Yeah, this is really good. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So this is a super simple dish, and, and I chose the mm-hmm. rosé for, for this mm-hmm. dish because... Mm. It's got a little bit of spice, the pico de gallo. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got a little bit of spice, and that spice uh, works really nicely with that little bit of acidity. Yeah, with the acidity of the rosé, and then the fact that it's a chicken chicharron. Right. It's still white meat, mm-hmm. and you yeah. know how people are when yeah. they get with the white meat and <laughs> red and the white wines and things like that. This is really, really good. So yeah. highly recommend it. Um, I have a question that yeah. is like totally, I mean, it's not off topic, but mm, I know you, you, we're all friends here in the industry. 
and you know what our body Veto and, and Joey are doing with the Hoppy Monk. Is that something that, that you have thought about too or you know, being so close to them what or exactly what, what is your take on, on what the they are doing? Choosing of beers or yeah. what do you mean? Yeah, with the choosing of beers, with the um, thing. I mean, I understand the business side I and I do it yeah. too, but just, you know, just your take on what they're doing. No, I'm, I'm with... Uh, Dr. Curry on this one. Yeah. You know? I agree. It, it, if the beer is good, then that's good for me. Um, you know, I work for a Swiss bank, so I know all about neutrality. Mm-hmm. And to me, a business is about neutrality. You know, here people don't come to, you know, discuss political views or, or come to, you know, get all religious or anything like that. People come here to have a good time. You know, mm-hmm. they come here to eat. They come here to forget about all the ugliness that's, you know, on the Trump. news and all that stuff. And yeah. and so I, I choose not to be political with my business. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they seem to be doing perfectly fine with mm-hmm. the way that they're doing. And, you know, and, and if that makes them feel good, then that makes them feel good. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I happen to think that there's a lot of great breweries out there, and and some of them, you know, have big fans too. You know, and, mm-hmm. and some of those fans are, um, you know, venture capitalists and mm-hmm. hedge funds and things of that nature. And if they want to get in the game, yeah. more power and to them. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. It's uh, you know. It's capitalism. Yeah, yeah. It's not their fault that they're in this system. I mean, right. that's how it works. It is what it is. Yeah. I just, I just was curious about that. Yeah. So we've been talking about food, beer, wine, and now my next question is: What is your biggest extravagance, Jeff? What do you spend your money on, aside from, you know, your new kid <laughs> <laughs> and your restaurant? But it's something that you really, really spend money on for you. You know. I don't know. I um You're like I've forgotten how to answer this question. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> because things I mean, I I've, I've changed so much mm-hmm. throughout the years. Um Like before I used to um before I u- I used to be into watches. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, and I loved watches and and I thought oh, I'm just going to have this whole collection of watches and and then it just like didn't become, it wasn't as important, you know. Mm-hmm. Things happen, and and you realize that some things are maybe not as important as, as you as you thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, what do I spend my money on now? Yeah. Um. I mean, I have like four grills. Um, Very nice. So you buy grills? I have, uh, yeah. I have like a, you know, I have like my competition grill, which is like a eight burner, you know. Is that where you made your burgers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Burgers, yeah. So I have that one, and then, um, and then I have a little um, Argentinian grill. Okay. That's the latest one that I bought. Uh, I have a portable grill. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's just like a campfire grill. Okay. okay. But 
comes in handy for some caterings. Um, so I use that one quite a bit. And then I also have a multi... Well, it can burn wood or it can burn coal. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Um, charcoal. Um, and that one I have at... That one I have at my... My... Well, my house. My parents live in my house. Okay. But now I live in another house. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was, I'm like, what? It's weird. Yeah. So it's his parents' house, sort of? Well, no, it's my house. Yeah. It's your house, but your parents live there. That's and now house. you move with Marisha to a different house with your kid. And right. Well, and I had an apartment before because I couldn't kick my parents out of my house. Right. Of course. Right. So I kicked myself out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I nice. left them. So they, they, they have one of those grills at their house. But yeah, you know, like my... Um, grills. I'm like super, you know... It's funny, we were talking about this a few days ago, how, you know, mothers hate getting kitchen wares, right, right. you know, on, oh, on Mother's, Mother's Day. Mother's Day is like, ah, oh, you're just going to put me to work. It, yeah, exactly. That's, that's <laughs> but they, exactly. But if somebody gives you a, a grill for Father's Day, you're excited. Well, they can give me <laughs> pots, pans, um, knives. Yeah. I mean, if it's your passion, yeah. I mean, yeah. you're a chef for a reason, then it's yeah. okay. Yeah. So that's understandable. No, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool with those kids. I'm just going to give you a rake. <laughs> actually, I need a rake, actually. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, here, here's a rake. You know, clean up the backyard or something. Yeah. <laughs> so what makes the, uh, the Argentinian grill special? Oh, he's going to make some Argentinian steak mm. there, I bet. Well, the, the, the thing that makes it special, really, is just the fact that you can... Raise and lower. Oh, I see. You know the the, the, the grate. Yeah. yeah. So you can raise and lower it. So you can you know start it out really low mm. to get the heat high and sear the meat, mm. right. and then raise it up and and let it cook at a lower temperature uh, for you know longer periods of time. Mm. And and more than anything, it's uh, the fact that it's got moving parts and right. and That's you can really burn exciting. wood or or coal in that one. That was pretty. Juan wants a smoker. He wants to make barbecue. Yeah. He wants I mean, a smoker. Awesome. Smokers yeah. are badass. I don't have a smoker. You well, actually, smoker? I take it back. You do have a smoker. Well, the house that we moved into it has came a pit. With a smoker. Oh. Oh. Yeah, it has a pit. Andale, vamos a hoyo. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yum. No, the the guy was showing it to us. Oh, I don't know if you're interested in this, and and then you see it, and, and he shows like, me, and then he's like, Yeah, this house belongs to me. <laughs> yes. So that well, that's pretty cool. That did it. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. So that one's built in. I can't take it with me. Uh, and we're just renting right now. So. Uh oh. So it's actually in the ground. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. A pit, pit. A it's pit. a pit. Yeah. <laughs> you can built just with, you know get a little. Tractor like or something. Dig a hole around bobcat it. Bobcat and just take it with you. you. Uprooted. Yeah. You don't know what happened. <laughs> it was it was a the 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 hail. The hail, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, could, yeah, that could work. Yeah. I guess so. It, it was a mudslide. It was and a, it yeah, took mini the pit avalanche. And it's just you yeah. know I don't know what happened. Here's fifty dollars. Look, I'll send you a gardener and take care. I'll of it. I'll send a guy. No. <laughs> Yeah, in El Paso, you always know somebody. <laughs> you always know somebody in El Paso. See? Uh, so, wow. All right. So what else do we have in front of us? We have pesto fries here. These are yeah. awesome. So they, the pesto they, they fries. They go with the wine as well. With they this one? They go quite nice. Well, that's the beauty. 
like we're gonna drink another wine for the pesto fries, but but it goes well with the Chardonnay as well. It would go really nice because you got a lot of herbs in here, and then you got cheese, mm-hmm. Parmesan cheese, cheese and white wine, beautiful. It's got to be dry. It's got to be really yeah. nice and dry. It's very nice. It goes and, um, very well with it. Yeah. So the rosé also plays really well with that. Yeah. Rosé, you can even go. I mean, we have a bottle of it here, so when we go with the steak, yeah, I was we're going to have a hev- go we're going to have steak. a heavier wine, but it'll still be great. Yeah. With this, so there's not like you have to right, right. drink this if you're going right. to eat that. You know. Yeah. It can, it can change. It can it's change. more complex. Yeah. Tell more us about nuance. the variety of wines that you have here, because I know you have a bunch of wines over there. You have, you still have the Wednesdays. Thursdays. Have the, oh, it's Thursdays now. Yeah, I thought it was Wednesdays. Everybody was doing it Wednesdays. Yeah, so. I saw that. Yeah, because W Wine Wednesdays. So yeah. is it like okay, half cool. price bottles? Yeah. Like the other ones? Okay. Yeah. okay. Very nice. So so now, but we do it yeah. on Thursday. We do it on Thursday because, you know, weekends start the on weekends, Thursday. Yeah, they start on Thursday and, and people are more attracted to that. I think, yeah. So we, we close a little later, yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh-huh. So um, that's, um, that's, that's why I also decided to switch it to Anything that to you're Thursday. very proud of having a bottle in particular that you're really proud of having in your wine selection over here you know there's i mentioned earlier i'm 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 really like i I taste through a lot of different wine and try and find the one that you know drinks Mm -hmm. more expensive than it actually is Mm -hmm. and so i think that there's a lot of good value in in my wine list you know you're gonna find stuff that you know, if it's fifty bucks, it's gonna drink like a hundred bucks. Right. You know, nice. it's it's gonna be that. Um, yeah. It's it's gonna be that wine. Yeah, totally. And so. Um, that I, and I, I think like that's the, something that that people should know about you. I mean. Oh yeah, I mean, I get, I get good stuff. Um, like really, one of my favorite ones. God, which one is my favorite? It's like which. You yeah, know, that's why I I, I asked that child, question. Right? Okay, well, I would I would say. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll open one of those up right now. <laughs> um, I'm glad I asked. Probably uh, probably the Saint uh, the Saint Glingling. Uh, okay. And that one. And that is a. It's a Bordeaux. Okay. Ooh. But it's nice. made by. Uh, Australian sommelier, master okay. sommelier. Uh, actually, only the ninth. So it's, it's an Australian sommelier in France making Bordeaux. Actually, it's even more complicated than that. <laughs> oh, he's Australian. Okay. Um, I'm not sure where he lives now. At uh-huh. one point, he was living in Aspen. Um, but he makes wine. Um, oh. Wow. That's the petit petit. That that one was the one for the for the pesto. The pesto. Yeah. Okay, well, we got time. Yeah, no, we got. And we got thirst. Yes. We're always thirsty in always this podcast. Always thirsty. But okay, uh, I've seen this bottle here before, and I've always been very curious. But you know, every time I come here, I don't. I I, I see the wine, and I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Uh, can I have some beer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, this one, this this one, uh, the uh, the petit petit. We'll talk about the petit petit first, since we're gonna drink it right now. So the Petit Petit um, is from Michael David. Oh, you have to give me the one that's spilled because I'm the one that's going to get drunk? That's, what, that's a comment. That's, a, that's, a, that's something that happens. 
If it spills, ooh, se va a poner bien pedo. <laughs> right, Chef? You know Thank that you. one, right? Si se te cae la cerveza. Yeah. Ooh, wow, that smells water. really nice. Yeah. And it'll open up a little bit more. So these, uh, so this is Michael David Winery, and they're out of Lodi, California. They're, um... Yeah, they're they're um, they're not in an area that's like as popular as, as Sonoma, popular or, as Sonoma Napa. or Napa. But they make really bad as well. Lodi's too. got great, yeah, great juice. I've had some from there. Yeah, they're really, really, really good stuff. So uh, I've been a fan of Michael David uh, Winery for a long, long time. They make exceptional oh, wine. Really they're really fun. You know, the labels are totally fun. Um, this is a Petite Verdot and a per- Petite Syrah. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's, a, it's a blend of these two, you know, really inky, you know. Very inky. Yeah, beautiful. I love Beautiful red. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice and silky. Yeah. And so this, this is also one of those wines that'll it'll transition you from... Something nice and herby and cheesy, you know, like the pesto fries, um, to something big and bold, you know, like the Akauchi over here. Mm. So, that's oh, really good. Yeah. So we have that, and then uh, the one, the one that we were talking about before this one, mm-hmm. my one of my favorites, or the ones that I'm really right. proud of. Yes. Um, and now but, he said we were going to taste it, so no yeah. backing out. So we'll, we'll get that one. <laughs> so it, so it's the same Gling Gling. So the, the guy's name is Richard Betts. Mm-hmm. And he makes wine wherever there is wine to be made. So he's made some Australian uh, Syrah, some Australian Grenache. Uh, he's made a California... Uh, Shiraz, he's made a California Cabernet, a Chardonnay. Okay. Um, anyway, so he's a master sommelier. He's a, he's an attorney by education, but he doesn't practice. He makes wine for a living. Very nice. And he was, uh, one of only nine people to pass the master psalm exam on the first try wow. Oh, wow so and and he's he's only he's only like 48 wow. um and bets and shoals was one of his lines cc was another of his lines and then he wrote a scratch and sniff book on wine <laughs> that's scratch. awesome oh yeah. i think yeah. i've seen yeah, that. It's awesome. I think I need to get that. I have seen that at Barnes <laughs> yeah. and Noble, and everybody. I mean, you you open that book, and people uh-huh. who have like gone through it, it's like scratched already. Wow. You're like, God damn it, That's people! Hilarious. Yeah. You probably have to order it through Amazon. Make sure nobody has scratched. Don't it get before. it used. Yeah, don't yeah. get a used one like at Barnes so, and Noble. So so on that. So on that. Um, That's really cool, actually. Oh, it's really totally cool. cool. I and and I have the book somewhere in my office. Okay. But um, so on the front of that book. He puts on there, wine is a grocery, not a luxury. Hmm. Okay. And I love that attitude, you know, because it is. You pick it up at the grocery store, uh-huh. and, and it's, it's not, you know, it doesn't have to be luxurious. Right. It, you know, you don't have to spend $200 on, you know, a bottle of wine right. for it to be good. Mm-hmm. You can spend... 
You can spend $3 bucks. at Trader Joe's <laughs> yeah. and still yeah. be satisfied. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I mean, you cannot, it, it, it's kind of like a book. Wine are like books. You cannot judge them by their cover. I mean, day. sometimes you spend like $20 and it's a shit wine mm-hmm. or maybe more. And you're disappointed, but you can always find a nice, decent nine ninety nine oh, yeah. bottom shelf at Target or whatever, and and it's good. Pair it with some Chinese food. Yeah, yeah definitely Chinese good food. Yeah, why not? Are you craving Chinese after this? Yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> <laughs> always. This is It'll fun. Work. All right, chef. Do you have a motto? So, do I have a motto? Yes. And what is it? Life's too short to take seriously. Oh. oh there you go. That Enjoy your time too. here, guys. Yep. I've been saying that since I was in high school. <laughs> All right. So now on And I've lived it pretty much <laughs> that way. Have, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let, let, are we going to ask the, the lie version or the truth version of this question? Let's go with the truth. Okay. Because the lie it. just, everyone has the same answer, I think. I guess so. I mean, it's, it's, it's nice because it speaks to, like, the good character of people, really I guess. Go for it. All right. I mean, on, on what occasion do you feel compelled yeah. to tell the truth? On what occasion do you feel compelled to tell the truth? Yeah. Always. Are you sure? Is there is there a time when it's especially important? When it's when maybe someone else, if if someone else were in your shoes, they would take the easy way out and tell a white lie? Or well, I think my employees do that all the time. <laughs> of course. Um, but you know, I've I, I I've. I mean, people are surprised when they hear I'm 45, and and they're very surprised when they hear all the crap I've done <laughs> up until now. Uh-huh. So, because I think I've done a lot of crazy stuff, yeah, and 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 have done a lot of cool stuff, and and have just simply lived, you know. Mm-hmm. In, in in Spanish, they say el diablo sabe más por and and ultimately you know when i was younger you try and fib and then things just get worse Mm -hmm. and worse and worse and and then ultimately you know you you create this um weight Mm -hmm. unnecessary weight Mm -hmm. you know it's like speak the truth and you know? I mean, the truth oh, shall set you free, but it's just fucking hard to say it every yeah. now and then. I think people are afraid of the immediate impact of, you know, the negativity of what could come from the truth. Yeah, I, you know, it's it's funny because when you're in a relationship, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you get asked yeah. some of those questions. And, oh yeah. And I rather just not answer. You know, <laughs> you plead the or fifth. I. You're well, not ready I just, for the truth. Or, or I just, you know. It's better to say, it's like, don't don't ask a question if you're not going to like the answer. You can't handle right. the answer. So yeah. just, you know, let's leave it yeah. at that. You can't handle the truth. You can't handle yeah, the truth. Yeah, exactly. So, so, no, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, throughout what I've, you know, lived, I think that that's just it, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to. It, it just creates more issues. It creates more issues. It, it creates. Uh, um, I don't know. I'm I'm very zen now, and if if you, you know, if you create that lie, it it sticks just, with you. Yeah. It perpetuates, and it's, it's like just gonna make why it, it's gonna grow karma. You yeah. know, it's like, and you don't need to. You know, it's like. And the one that ends up suffering more is you. 
Yeah. The one well, that yeah. told a lie is the one that suffers more than the one that yeah. receives. Because you know lie. you lied. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, if you have a conscious, if you're yeah. a good person, yeah. morally, yeah. you know, and ethically yeah. good so person. It's, so it's just easier to... Did you say it? I look fat in these jeans. <laughs> <sighs> fat in a good way. Okay, that one, that one... Um. P-H-A-T, baby. <laughs> Your ass looks good, though. Your ass looks good. That's a good answer. Mm. I'm a girl, so I know this. Well, but that's, you know, but that's the type <laughs> of question that people would be compelled to lie. I guess that's the one that where I would say, you know, yeah. me not compelled to lie. That's I would just be, I would be that's compelled why. not to answer or just kind of like. <laughs> well. Sugar up that truth. D- yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You know, it's okay. It's like it's, it doesn't. You know, you're still beautiful <laughs> to me. Yeah, but, but see, but that whole question is not about that. Yeah, it's, I it's guess really so. it's. Yeah, I've learned that. Yeah. You know, that question is not about you; it's about them. Yeah. So exactly. that's what makes everybody. it. That's what makes it hard to. Answer. I look fat. <laughs> Are you asking us? No, not right now. You look beautiful, Michelle. Thank you. I love you too. <laughs> you're full of shit. No, I'm full of wine. <laughs> you know what? I'm okay with that because alcohol usually makes you tell the truth. You're your truest self, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people like to think. Yay. All right. So this is really, really good stuff here. Yeah, I'm really digging this. Petite, petite. Yeah, it's it's really good. I'm really happy that you got a really good selection of wine here, Chef. And not just that. Is I, I think peop- a lot of people don't know that you also have all the beer. You have your... um beer and wine license not like me mm-hmm. that i have a mixed beverage so people can actually come in and get a take, take it to go yeah. take it to go get, get a, a growler. growler and i how are you doing with that actually how are you doing with the growler fills and all that yeah we you know we get we get our regulars that come in and 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 check what we got new and and we'll do their growler fills and things like that now that um holiday seasons are upon us we're getting that too. So people want to give growlers to other people. Well, or, or just the gift of, like the, a the lot of the of rare, beer. a lot of the rare bottles, or mm-hmm. you know, single. Oh yeah, you know, no, I, I know. I, I I didn't get like St. Arnold's 15 this year. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it this time for the bar, but I knew that I was gonna come over and get it over here. So that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had something in a cask recently. Yeah, the pumpkinator. The pumpkinator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I. Well, what happened that day? Was it not here? When was this? When was this? When was this? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, and oh, then I was in Chicago. Mm. Yeah, I remember Michael came. I think Alex. Yeah, came. yeah. They, I think I was in Chicago. I was about to go to Chicago, and I missed it. Cast pumpkinator. Yeah, that was real good. That was, was this stuff. year's. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, I mean, you got to come down, take some dates here. I think we need to organize a Borderlands event here. That would Chef. be a great idea. Have you thought about that? It's been a while. Yeah, we've had them before. Yeah, but, but it's but been but it's been now years. that we're organizing more Borderlands, the the beer group and Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, that we're organizing more events. I think you should be one of them. I think that's not a bad idea. Yeah, it's been a while. You're that we've Chris. Had one here. Yeah, and you got Chocobes on top. Yeah. <gasps> Beautiful. See, this is a cool thing. This is a really cool thing. 
Right. I'm digging it. We still have all this amazing food in front of us. You we still, still have, have a lot of wine in front of us. Yeah, okay, so what's next? But did you just slam your teeth to the glass? <laughs> well, I hit. <laughs> There's all this equipment in the way. I know, you have to kind of tilt your head to the side. A little bit. A little I bit. know, I know. Right. I'm getting used to it now. <laughs> all right, the million dollar question. Mm-hmm. Million dollars. So, what would you do with a million dollars? It's tax free. It's not the biggest amount of money, but if you just had a million dollars to just spend like crazy, what would you do? To spend like crazy? I mean, you could invest. I mean, what would you do with you it? You could invest. Um, yeah. Well, you I can would. be selfish. It's okay. Well, I would. I would invest. I would definitely invest. Uh, you know, pay off. Some bills. Of course. Um, we collect a lot of that as business owners. Yeah, and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, just I, I would probably just go debt-free, you know, pay off my house by, you know, pay off my house, which is my parents' house now. So, <laughs> so you paid Pay it off for them. Pay off the house where your parents are living? Yeah. So okay. Or they wouldn't have to worry about that. Would you buy a house instead of renting for you and, and your family? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would probably. With a pit. <laughs> well, if I'm gonna, I, I would actually probably build my house. Nice. Oh, nice. nice! I would probably build my house. So I, I would definitely build it with all the toys and whistles. That like ten grills in the backyard. It's just a really big one. You know? <laughs> it's a but really big grill. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I would do that. You know, uh, take a, tr- you know, take a trip. Food trip. There's there's a lot of places in the world that I still don't like know, a food so. tour. Yeah, you know Asia. I've never been to Asia. Um, I would like to you know visit Japan, visit mm-hmm. you know China, uh, Thailand, yeah. Vietnam. You know all that. I'm sure you you've been watching like Chef's Table on Netflix. Have you been watching that? No, I don't watch that much TV. I, I, yeah, I understand. Yeah, no, I don't watch much TV. <laughs> if you have a chance, do. Because that would be a perfect tour of, mm. like, a gastronomic tour in the world. Like, yeah. all these places that are featured and these chefs that it's just like, ugh. Yeah. So good. Now, I used to watch when I, when we were downtown, when we were downtown, we would close at three. Mm-hmm. And we, we would close at three. We only worked two nights a week. And we were off on Sundays, oh. okay. so it was it was a very lax schedule. That's nice. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of time. I want that in my life. On my hand, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of miss that sometimes, but um, that was actually the last time. So it's been a good six years since I've actually like watched anything. Watching. Yeah, you know yeah. and. And one of the last things that I remember watching was uh, Danielle Baloud, um, After Hours. After Hours with okay. Danielle. Okay. And uh, Danielle Baloud is a amazing chef. He's French. Uh, but he he headed Le Cirque for a little bit, and then he opened up his own, and now he has this little empire. You know, New York, Bahamas, uh, Miami. Um and he, well, this show, he was going to his buddy's restaurants uh, and literally, like, after hours. So, okay. mm-hmm. you know, they closed the restaurant down for service at 10. 
and that's when all the guests arrive. And, you know, it'd be him and the chefs from the restaurant collaborating on this dinner. And it was probably like 12 people. And the guests were usually musicians. Like when he was in New Orleans, he had a lot of jazz musicians, uh, you know, different chefs from different restaurants, food writers, editors, things of that nature. And that just seemed like a lot of fun because they cook things that were so over the top because there are things there there are things that there are things that you want to cook but you can't really sell you can't really serve it at the restaurant like you know so it's kind of like just we're just going to cook for us this is what we love to do but we cannot serve it but it's going to be for us or it's just too crazy too Too cost prohibitive too time consuming you know one time I saw him you know bury a piece of salmon under some clay and then they cooked it at this super low temp and and it's funny because when i first started watching the show i i started backwards i I started on the third season and you know he's talking french and he's saying all these cooking he's cooking and he's saying all these terms and i don't know any of these terms i'm like what the hell is this guy saying and I said, man, I was like, I'm lacking. I, you know, I <laughs> actually learned. I started yeah. getting depressed. <laughs> and uh, well, because he was saying so much <laughs> stuff that I didn't know. Yeah. And then so that was the third season. So I went back to the first season. Mm-hmm. So the funny thing is, in the first season, they had subtitles. Uh, okay. And so, so he says this fancy notes. word. And then the subtitle will be like. Lightly dredged <laughs> and pan fried. I'm like, well, goddamn, I can do that. It just sounds fancy and so French. they don't show how they didn't show how he would make it that you would like see it. No, oh. not necessarily. I mean, they would see some things, okay. but I mean, a lot but of the times, yeah, yeah, it was just him talking and the process Ooh, and yeah. blah blah blah, but not mm-hmm. really. And well, whenever you have a chance, you need to watch Chef's Table. I recommend it to anybody that, that likes food. and I mean, every human being needs food. Right? Every human being wants exactly. to eat food. But that is amazing. Food. I mean, it, even as a business owner at Cocktail Bar, it inspired me. Yeah. It does. It inspires you. You never know what ingredients. Yeah. You're like, oh, shit, I could have used that in my plate or, yeah, yeah in my cocktail. So it's, it's like, Oof. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no there's some good shows out there. Yeah. Um, I've caught once in a while... Knife fight? I don't even know if that's still on anymore. Oh, yeah, not. I don't know, but I know, I know what you're talking about. I yeah, that's that was good, really cool. Yeah, so it's, it's sort of like after hours where they'd close down a restaurant and have uh. two chefs compete. And would they, like, surprise them with dishes or with ingredients? They surprise them with a uh, ingredient. Yeah. Okay, okay. It'll really be cool. like, here's a head of goat. Go for yeah. it. You know? So kind of like chopped as a secret ingredient like, type thing, but like better? Really, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but a, a, like, it's a party. Yeah. Do you do that on purpose? Do you put the Food Network on those TVs <laughs> for a reason? Because you always play Food Networks in on one of your TVs every time. Yeah. Yeah, I was here watching like, it earlier. I was like, oh, <laughs> they're making cake. I want cake. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, we just we barely found our uh-huh. that we barely found our remote. Okay, uh, so now you can change it? Or? Well, no, that's a smart TV. So actually, we're going to be featuring some other uh, videos. Okay. Uh, okay. Stuff that, um, yeah, because we 
like through the years I've made some videos okay. and um, cooking videos and and just some fun you know, mm-hmm. things poking fun at myself. And <laughs> yeah. Cool. Things like that. Yeah, so. I mean, one one interesting thing now is with, with live streaming, like on Twitch, now that they've opened it up to just, uh, like, anything creative instead of just gaming, like, I've actually just sit down and watch people cook live. Yeah. And they're, like, explaining, like, meal prepping. Or I love cooking. I yeah. just don't have time. That's why yeah. I was like, we need to get together and cook. Yeah, I love to cook. Yeah. Well, my first... Yeah. My, my first... Um, like forays into like you know alta cocina or hot cuisine or yeah. whatever was through it was in it was I was like 20 and this show called Great Chefs of the World mm-hmm. had just come on uh, Discovery Channel had just come on mm-hmm. you know and and so that program was very low tech mm-hmm. like literally take a camera with a light (laughs) and go into you know this you know three star michelin three michelin star uh, 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 restaurant restaurant and they're cooking and really the only thing that they were doing is like the the action shots you know were being filmed right then and there during service Mm -hmm. and so you know they're like cooking up the dish or whatever and then they would overlay the chef ah. explaining, okay. you know, what they were doing. Yeah. But there you were actually seeing it prepared in the middle of service, mm. you know, like r- lunch rush or whatever. So, cool. Wow. Uh, it was a very, very cool uh, show. And from there it went to Great Chefs of New York, Great Chefs of San Francisco, Great Chefs of Chicago. Yeah. Great Chefs of uh, New Orleans, I think, and then uh, Great Chefs of Paris, London. So they did, like, this whole series. Nice. And, um, and very hands-on, very low-key, low low-tech. Low yeah. Just boom, there it is. So it was really fun. That's cool. So. Can we? I mean, yeah. it just. Uh, oh, you're just staring at the. I'm just staring at it. <laughs> it's just sad. I don't want to, like, So know. So what is this again? What are we having? Okay, so these this is uh, this is Akauchi. So Akauchi. Bless you. <laughs> yeah. It's um. Kobe Kobe beef is from Japan. So yeah. Akauchi is the Kobe beef that was exported from Japan mm-hmm. in the early nineties. Yes. And it's really hard to get. Because most of the time you're going to get that other one, the Wagyu beef. Right, Wagyu you can get everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, But this lineage is directly linked. So the DNA is still Japanese. So there's been no mixing of Angus or any other type of um, animal. And the nice healthy aspect of akauchi is that the meat is healthy red meat okay. so the fat content in akauchi so the 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 fat content in this beef is good fat so okay. it's like eating avocados or eating oh, okay. nuts it's like the good fat another show that you have to watch on netflix steak revolution steak revolution steak revolution yes I it talks about that. all these different types of meat. They go to Spain, France, Argentina, uh, Japan, and 
they talk about the different types of cattle and the meat that you can get and how much they go for and all that fun stuff. So, cool. and then get some get. some good wine and sake and all that <laughs> stuff with it as well. You know, cause so Akahuchi. Akauchi. Akauchi. Mm-hmm. Okay. Aka-uchi. All right. Well, I'm gonna go. Dig in, Michelle. I, I, yeah, dig I in. Just, it, it looks really good. Oof, so, look at that. You know, That's beautiful. Take a little wow. kebab. But there's nothing like your burger, Chef. Honestly, you got an amazing beer and wine, but nothing like that burger that you that made you win that contest last Thank year. Thank you. Yeah, that. Because if anybody needs to know, is that your burger tasted like a hamburguesa callejera de Juarez, and it was the best. <laughs> I yeah, loved nice. it. It was so good. Do you still serve that here? Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not. It, so it'll nice. be on the new menu. It's it's not on the current menu. Mm-hmm. Um, because I I keep I keep putting it back on the on the drawing board, right? Uh, because there's so many there's so many little things that we want people to know, yeah. You know about what we're doing that we're really trying to put all the information that we can on the. Oh, I I know it's tough on the menu, making yeah. menus. Well, and then it's expensive, so yeah. Uh, I just want to get it right so I can do it once. And right. Mm-hmm. You know, and go forward with it. So, well, let me let me know when you do because it's amazing beer. Yeah, amazing but no, burger. you can get it. Just uh, ask for the Champ Burger, and and they'll they'll do one up the for you. The Champ Burger, oh yeah. The Champ, oh yeah. Dude, yeah, the belt. You need to try that. Yeah, the belt's uh, sitting up there by the bar. Oh yeah, yeah, but up there. Very nice. Very nice. Okay, so were you in the taco book? Yeah. Nice. Tell us about that. So the tacos of Texas. Um, book came out a few months ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually came through town last summer, and they shot video. They shot, uh, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's got the Toriado teriyaki on it. Mm-hmm. So uh, they came. They shot. We, um, you know, we had a lot of fun with those guys. And then just recently, they came through town with their book tour. Mm-hmm. And we basically we basically helped launch Independence Brewing uh, into mm-hmm. the El Paso market. Mm-hmm. They were the official. Uh, Those tacos are amazing. Yeah, good beer, really it's good, good beer. Good beer and good tacos. So, yeah. So that was what? just fun. That was just fun. Uh, <laughs> sirloin toriado tacos are served every day here at the restaurant. The pork belly tacos. I also. And featuring right now, although they're not, they're not available all the time. They're, we we got some in for um, for the tour, and uh, and we're gonna have them for you know a few weeks on the menu. Do you have a wine that you want to pair with those tacos, or does it have to be a beer? I mean, my mouth is full. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, that's okay. It's I up to the. Too, I don't care it can so go both bad. ways. Yeah. Um. The pork belly, mm-hmm. I would try pair. Is this mashed potatoes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, try it. It's good. The pork tacos. The pork belly, I would I would go with um, like a riesling. Mm-hmm. But there's a dry riesling and there's a sweet riesling. Mm-hmm. I would go with the dry riesling or a gewürztraminer, mm-hmm. um, or even something like this rosé. This rosé is like really goes with everything. It's an awesome pairing wine. Okay. Um, 
it's good stuff. But beer and tacos, I mean, you can't go wrong. Yeah. I know. That's why I asked. I'm like, would you would you get out of your comfort zone enough for wine instead of beer for a taco? Like, oh, suggest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that was my question. You can. You can. The beauty, the way I explain pairing to people, because it happened in the financial industry also, there's a lot of jargon mm-hmm. that people in the industry will use to make themselves sound important Mm -hmm. and therefore guarantee their job security yeah so they'll talk a bunch of nonsense um you know and say you got to do this this way no you don't it's whatever it's it's whatever you like you know if you want to drink wine with your tacos drink wine with your tacos I, I, you know? I am drinking wine right now. With so <laughs> We've okay. been drinking wine with tacos, tacos, with kebabs, yeah. you know. Um, so we're, you know, we're, we're equal opportunity, you know, pairing. So I tell people pairing is like adding salsa to your dish, to whatever you're eating. Mm-hmm. You know, you could be eating, you know, a hamburger. And then you add salsa to it, so it's another layer of flavor. Mm-hmm. Right. So wine, that's exactly what it is. You're adding an additional layer, layer of flavor. And the way that salsa brings out certain flavors in your meat, certain flavors, you know, in, in, in the dish that you're putting it on, wine and beer will do the same, you know, for the beer because you're just adding an additional layer of flavor. Right. That'll work out. Uh, um you know, nicely in your palate. That should work out nicely in your palate. So, you know, you may think that the rosé was the best pairing. Mm-hmm. But you may say, well, you know what? That petit petit, to me, was a better pairing. Right. And you know what? You're both right. Because There's it's no whatever. Wrong way. That, that's exactly. That's the fun part about spirits it's, and liquor and, and, and that's and what wine I tell people. It's like, it's your palate. Yeah. You know, I can't tell you. You're the one that's going to get the shits in the end every now and then. <laughs> so it's okay. I mean, or not. We have to like, I think, I think what people, <laughs> you know, people just like, like to go with like the an objective Whatever truth. makes them, I think it's whatever makes them feel either comfortable with themselves or what makes them feel like they fit in. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, in it's a like certain, a shorthand. Yeah, exactly. So. And I think people need, like, it's, like, harder to know yourself and harder to... I think we're encouraging people to to get to know yourself, yeah. and it's okay if you want, you know, drink a shitty beer with sushi. That's fine. You know, that'd, be, or, or that'd be interesting. Or the other actually. way around, you know? You never know. So, Chef, I'm going to put you on the spot. What do you do when you get drunk? And I think I've seen you drunk, but I'm not going to answer this for you. What do I do when I get drunk? Yeah, what do you do when you get drunk? Or should I call Beto? <laughs> No. <laughs> what do you do when you get drunk? Like. Like, yeah, what do you do? How do you get? How do I get? Yeah. I get, I don't know, I guess. Um, I'm generally a happy person. So. You become chattier, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can, you know, I can talk. And if you, the thing is that when you get me drunk, I will repeat myself and mm-hmm. I'll say the same thing 
20 different times or 20 <laughs> different ways. Same thing. You know, well because, I, well, because I'm, you know, I'm a manager, so I have to be able to say one thing 20 different ways mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you deal with 20 different personalities. Yeah. And when I get drunk, I just start telling you the same thing 20 different ways, which <laughs> I, I guess it's annoying. But, uh-huh. oh, no, I like to laugh. That's my thing. He laughs when he gets drunk. Mm-hmm. Enjoy life. What, what do you oh, mean? Yeah. I mean, what gets you drunk? You know, I usually, I'm sort of a control freak, so I don't, I don't like to get wasted. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been a long time since I've been, like, wasted. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the last times was probably several years ago at my buddy's wedding. He decided to get married at the uh, Cuervo estate in in, in Tequila, Tequila. Jalisco. Wow. in Jalisco. <laughs> oh, I've been there. It's nice. Well, we we did mm-hmm. the whole tour. We were down in the cellar. Oh, they took you down to the cellar. That's oh, yeah. pretty awesome. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, you see hundred-year-old, you know, bottles of tequila, barrels and barrels, and it's there. just musky and <laughs> humid down there. It's a great it's amazing. Place. And um, and and yeah, so you're like drinking tequila, you mm-hmm. know, like left and right, left and right, and um, and that one I just ended up laughing hysterically at everything so that's your and i and story? i got the and i got the well i have a lot okay yeah <laughs> Mo- most them. most people cut it off at one mm-hmm. one tequila story and that's it okay me, so this learn. is a crazy wedding oh it was fun unforgettable it was a lot of fun awesome yeah, yeah. and yeah a lot of laughing what was the last time you get buzzed i got a nice buzz uh you know a nice buzz like you know Thanksgiving, you know. Now it's easier because I can walk home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I think we've given you a good buzz in my bar too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> like I said, I I usually like to keep it. I I hate. I mean, the threat of, of getting pulled over and DWI. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, that you know. Yeah. I, I was invincible 20 years ago. Now I'm like, you know what? I don't want to go through any of that stuff. Hmm. So um, so I just, you know, so I, I, I tend to be kind of mellow uh, for the most part. And, um, but if, you know, but if I'm not driving and, yeah, you know, then, then yeah. Then yeah, go you know, then I like. So maybe for, for your housewarming, you can bring something to, to get you buzz. Yeah. Woo! Mm. Yeah. What are you going to bring? I'm not driving anywhere. So. I'm bringing a bottle of absinthe or something. Oh, yeah, nice. Oh, yeah. Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm going to be kind of hungover that morning, so we'll see. I'll probably just bring some cheap beer. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll figure it out that afternoon. All right, Jeff. We're almost done with the questions. This is the last question. What is your pet peeve? Hmm. What ticks you off? And I'm sure you got a lot of those being a chef and a, a business manager, owner and yeah. manager and all that. I know I do. Yeah. Well, I guess we we kind of already touched on that. 
um, but is lying. there something in lying. particular? Yeah, lying. Just lying to your face, like. Yeah, because these. I have great employees, and and the team I have right now, is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really really awesome. But, but once in a while they forget. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they, they they forget how old I am, and they forget that. I too worked in a kitchen. Used and, to be uh, they forget, or yeah. you know, it's not just forgetting. I think it's like they assume that you're not gonna notice that they didn't do anything, so they think they're gonna. It's easy oh, to yeah. do that. It's easy to I, no, but That's but sometimes, but sometimes even the excuses, you know, it's <laughs> like, uh, you know, it's Saturday, you're scheduled to work at four, and you're like, oh, you know, I got a court appointment at three. No, you don't. On a Saturday. On a Saturday, really? <laughs> it's like, oh give me God, a break. So... Yeah, but someone used that wow. one. Wow. Seriously? Um, yeah. Wow. You know, and I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> it's like, what court are you fucking talking about? You know what I mean? It's like, come on. Give me Maybe they were watching like a rerun of Judge Judy of and they consider court. that court. Yeah, but No. <laughs> You're like, yeah, so, yeah. so you know, they'll they'll come up with some of these things like, oh, Jesus. like oh, you think I was I'm born so, yesterday? I'm so sick. I must have eaten something that was. It's like, dude, your friend already <laughs> showed me your Facebook post. You know, no, you were hanging out. You and were partying. Drunk. Hung over. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what were you doing? Doing keg stands at an after party at four in the morning. You know? <laughs> yep. I. I wonder about that when I call my, my manager. I'm like, oh, I've got a I've got a stomach flu or something. I'm not going in today. But I, and I don't do it often. But I mean, I do. See, it. I cannot do that anymore. I'm the boss. <laughs> Shit, it's tough. Well, we had one the other day. That was kind of funny because this one employee wanted to cover another employee mm. because they needed hours. They're like, oh, I need so hours. So was giving up his shift so the other one could get hours. So the other one could get hours. But they didn't tell you? They Usually they don't have to tell me as long as... As long as, as there's somebody as, covered. As long as it's covered, I don't mm-hmm. care. So I come in, uh, and I have I have a, a catering to prep for, so I'm, I'm cooking my things. And, you know, nine comes around. I'm expecting people to come in. You know, I've already been here a couple hours, so mm-hmm. I'm expecting people to come in, and they start coming in, and I'm like, well, where's this person? He's never late. Oh, well, I heard this person was covering for that person. Uh-uh. Okay. So I'm, like, calling both of them. I'm like, hey, you guys need to make up your mind who's <laughs> working today, but I need one of you to come in now. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm like, right now. I don't care who it is. Just, you know, do Get it. Get here. And so the guy that was originally supposed to work his shift ended up coming in wow. to work his shift because the other person Wait, the, the was, guy that needed hours bailed? Yeah. What the fuck? Well, and then this is the thing that we were laughing at because, of course, you got to take things, you know, on the light side. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to get yourself an ulcer or something. <laughs> I try. And so we, so we, so, so they're like, they're like, man, if you can't go out and party all night, 
and show up to work the next day, you're not leading the chef life. Because, you know, everybody hashtags chef life. Yeah. Oh, I did this and this and this. Chef life matter. You know? <laughs> and so it's like, you know what? So we started making fun of this person. <laughs> because, they, because they went out and partied and they couldn't come into work the next day. It's like, dude, you're not a chef, man. It's like, you come in drunk. You come in you hungover. You come in. You come in. You come in. That is the kitchen life. That, you know it's what I mean? the same thing. I mean, you work at a bar for me. If you're hungover, there's just make yourself a bloody Mary. Care of the I dog. don't care. Yeah. Just do it. There's no excuses. Boy. But people will give you excuses. And it's like, yeah, and that that's what pisses me off. It's like they're, they, they just stole the candy right in front of you, and they're still hiding it behind their back, and you know it's like, come on, dude. Oh, yeah. What are you, five? You know? And so I tell people, I'm like, come <sighs> on. So that was a funny one, you know, we're yeah. like, you know, if you can't hang, if you can't party and still come to work, then you're not cut out to be then a you're chef. you're not cut out. You know, so no chef life for you. <laughs> chef life. Wow. Well, this this has been really good. I mean, do we have anything else that you want to feature, talk about, you chef? Say because we're going to start wrapping it up. Well, I, I do, but it's okay. kind of spur of the moment, so. Uh, you want to go oh, get it yourself? Yeah. yeah. Okay, he's going to go get it himself. All right, everybody, we'll be back after a short pause from our sponsors. From our sponsors, the Black Orchid Lounge. The Black Orchid Lounge. International Kitchen Drew's tonight. International Kitchen. We would like to uh, take advantage of this moment and invite you to be on our podcast if you like to drink, if you own a business, you are from El Paso and you want to, you know, get your business out there. Give us a call. You can email us at inside the drinkers studio. That's at our that's our call number, right? At gmail.com. <laughs> we ain't got no phone. We got no phone. I mean, you can call me, but I'm not gonna give the phone away. Yeah. You can call the Black Orchid Lounge. Maybe? You can call the Black Orchid Lounge nine one five two three five nine one four five, and then just you know ask for me or somebody from the inside drinker studio and leave a message yeah, talk sure. to if, Alex if I'm at the bars you know pass the phone to me yeah exactly <laughs> and if I'm not then just talk to Alex and he'll be like you got the wrong number sir oh, <laughs> that's, that's what he's gonna do <laughs> oh man here's my question Chef are you gonna do that Brooklyn thing you did last year oh, oh! <laughs> that's funny oh! I didn't see it I seriously did not see it. And now I just like... Perfect. Because oh. he did it last year. What was the thing he did last year? I did a vertical of Black oh, Ops. Okay, yeah. okay. It was a 2012? It was 13? a 12, 13, 14, yeah. and 15. Oh, it was beautiful. amazing. That's pretty beautiful. It was like the best... How much was it? Like $20 for a person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the best $20 I've spent or last year. Yeah, it was like 18 Yeah. It's not bad good. at all. And I just said, I didn't even realize that's pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I do. I do like beer. We've been drinking wine all night. All right. But switching gears. Well, it's dessert time. It's dessert time. We're going to wrap it up and then enjoy it. But we're going to talk a little bit about it first. So this beer does not exist. Nope. I don't know what you're talking about. I've been to Brooklyn Brewery and they're like. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) It's beautiful. Yeah, it's amazing beer. Tell us about it. Tell us about Black Ops from Brooklyn Brewery. Black Ops. Well, Black Ops, uh, Brooklyn Brewery. Brooklyn Brewery in Brooklyn, Um, New York. 
seasonal. Um, you 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 basically it was very hard to get mm-hmm. um, a while back, but since we've been working with Brooklyn for a long time, uh, we we got on their you know we got on their list, and nice. so we were able to get it at first, and. Um, then as they expanded production and stuff like that, it became a little bit easier to get. Okay. But it's still one of those special releases and, uh, you know, the backstory to it obviously is really fun play on words. Black Ops, it's an mm-hmm. imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels, Ooh. you know, and, uh, and, then, and, yeah, then, <laughs> and then bottle conditioned. So just an amazing beer. One of my favorite beers. Uh, of all time, I look forward to the winter uh, <laughs> just because this this oh beer comes god, out. Oh my god! Look, a cake. <gasps> oh, yeah. oh my god! It's chocolate. Ralph, you need to eat that last uh, chicharron taco. Where is it? It's right there. Eat it. I will take. Okay, that. I will eat the mashed potatoes. You eat the taco. Uh, what do you put in these mashed potatoes? Because they're so amazing. Is there cheese in here? Yeah. Oh, that's why. Really, really good. Yeah, there's cheese in there. Mmm. But, um, let me oh, get... Oh, take a picture of this. Yeah, it's a, it's a really beautiful chocolate cake right here in front of us. Wow. Look at this. Wow, this, this has been a very unique episode. We've never included food. Well, we and still we did have the the uh, their deep dish pizza. We had some of their wings. Oh yeah, um, no, and it was good. But we were focusing on the beer yeah, back then. On so. that really awesome flight, the, <laughs> what the fat girl flight is what <laughs> we nicknamed it. it. It was an amazing flight. So maybe next time somebody wants to invite us to the restaurant, we can talk beer, wine, whatever, and then feed us. Can we talk about that too. <laughs> Inside the Eater Studio. And the drinker studio. Mm. Yeah, right. So this is awesome. Oh yeah. I mean, this would be a really good place, I think, for you know events, maybe a birthday party, a small get together, a date, like really a date. I mean, because you're gonna have delicious food. It's it doesn't feel so, I don't know, howdy touty. Like you can have a nice chicharron taco and then still have a petite petite. Really impress whoever you're dating. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have good taste. I'm fancy. I'm great. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yeah, so again, pairing. And to me, a nice stout, especially bourbon barrel aged, just goes beautiful with chocolate. Wow. Wow. Now that's a picture. This is amazing. This is really good. Got a good picture over here. Woo. Ooh. Grab that mic. Okay. Hey. There we awesome. go. Crowded table, so, Yeah, we have a very crowded <laughs> table right here. We got three bottles of wine, a bottle of black ops, chocolate cake, think, some fries. I think I might be living the chef life tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So this is really good beer. We got chocolate, so we're going to eat dessert. Yeah, go for it. <sighs> All right, let's, let's try this... Uh, Black Ops on air, though. Yes. Yes. Cheers. Salud. Because the year is almost over and you can't wait. 
Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. That is good. And that's like caramel. Did you get a chance to try the um, the Bourbon County this year's? I have it on draft also. Oh, you did. <laughs> I do. I need to talk to somebody. About that. Here's the other business owner, old Joe. Is like, oh, really? No, it's, it's like okay. I've got it on tap. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Fine. I got. I got. Um, I just had some 2015 in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. No, that I I really enjoy the 2016. Yeah, 2016 was good. Yeah. Yeah, but I have that one. I have that one on draft. The Choco Vesa on draft. And uh, the um, uh, Backwoods Bastard. From oh, Cowboys. yeah. Yeah, yeah right I just now. had wow. that. Nice. Yeah. So I have some pretty strong, I have some pretty strong stouts. You like to get the strong stouts. You, you, you go from it's one end to the other. good time of year for that, man. Yeah. Well, I keep everything. I mean, we do have, you know, we have a wit and yeah. we have, you know, some browns. But definitely, the you know, the, the cooler weather calls for... It does. You know, like I'll I'll drink I'll drink a Bishop's Barrel, you know, during the summer, or a KBS. You know, I'll have it during the summer. Mm-hmm. But it just tastes so much better when it's cold outside. Oh, I don't of know. Of course, it's like we're we're like hibernating bears <laughs> that would I mean, ready to hibernate. We don't have it, <laughs> but you gotta stuff it up, you know. Mm-hmm. Put on some winter weight. Winter weight, keep it up, you know. Warm. <laughs> I don't know. That's my theory. Everybody gets fatter during the holidays when it's a winter time. There's a lot to eat. A lot of leftovers. I know. So okay, so you tried the beer. Now try the cake. Okay. And then try the cake with the beer. Okay, so what? What? The, describe the cake. Yeah, it looks like it's got. Is that pecan? It's got pecans in it. It's it's oh uh, chocolate like ganache with some Irish cream. Berry syrup or? Uh, it's raspberry. Raspberry. We got the raspberry drizzle. All right, well, I gotta have some. Mm. Yeah. And then wash it down with the beer. Oh my god. That's why we love you, chef. Oh my god. That's what I'm talking about. Oh my god. That's what pairing's about. So, like I said, bring a date here. You were oh gonna. Oh my god. You're gonna marry it's that person. Oh my god. That's just, just come in. Ask for the black ops. They're going to tell you, I don't know what you're talking about. Just, just <laughs> wink. Wink, wink with that cake. Wink, wink. And ask for the cake. Wow. This has Chicharron been, tacos and cake. This has been a really good, really good meal. Mm-hmm. Well, mm. I think we need to wrap it up so we can keep enjoying. Wrap it up, guys. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, everybody. Thank you very much, Chef, for being here. I know that you've been liking our post, and it was about time that I asked you to do this. <laughs> you didn't hesitate to say, you know, you were like, Chef, you're next. And you're like, okay. And you pulled out your calendar, like, really quick. <laughs> like, Monday. All right. Let's do it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad I came out. I'm glad I made it. I told you. I have a bunch of work stuff to do, but... Do you think it was just going to be me enjoying this? I'm sorry, manager. He was going to bail out on me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you need to do this by yourself. I'm like, uh-uh. You need to come over. I worked hard on the weekend so, to be sure that I could make it out here. Exactly. So thank you for doing that. I'm really that. glad I did. Yes. Really glad. Awesome. You're awesome. So awesome. thank you so much. We'll make sure that you get all the support that you need by telling people to come over to Ruli's International Kitchen. There's no excuse. Yeah, I mean, the cake, the chicharron tacos, the petite, petite... I mean, there's a lot of reasons. Wine, beer. You can yeah. get your growler beer to go. Yeah. Or you can buy beer from the fridge over there. They got a lot of cans and bottles, really good stuff. Ooh, very nice. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 
for the holidays. For the know? holidays, if you have Don't some, show you know, up to holiday parties empty-handed. Exactly. Your drunken <laughs> uncle will appreciate it. So awesome. Get something nice. Get something nice. Something yummy. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Support local. Um, like, subscribe, share. Facebook, Instagram. You know where to find us. Email us if you want to be on the show. Um, we're still looking for home brewers. We love okay. wine. Let's do more wine. And cocktails. Cocktails. All right, let's wrap it up. This cake is calling me. Thank you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. Weg in mein Lieblingsrestaurant, sich vom Bein.